is Michael Dooney, and you're listening to my favorite comic book podcast, 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds like a little dog barking at the end of that. Rawr, rawr. <laughs> is this is better than, than Onyx's turkey gobble last week? Oh, I like the turkey gobble, though. <laughs> I gotta go back and listen to the episode. Well, is yeah, it, you like the turkey gobble for some different reason. Turkey gobble and or prawn? Who can say? <laughs> <laughs> You're hurt. Yay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm bowing out when, the, when it gets rough. That's not for me. Oh yeah, no, not I don't, for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Just, uh, we've, I've been on. Yeah. This shit. I don't. The whole. The whole. Your nose thing. Oh no, 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 no. no. Why? Why? There's no, no respect. There's no respect. <laughs> I don't need to see tears. Mascara. Oh no. Unless it's Alice Cooper, I don't want to see the mascara run. <laughs> yeah, that's just disrespectful. It really is. She's a beautiful creature, and you're treating her like an animal. Not, not having it. I don't even treat animals shit badly. Oh, was that Jason? I said that's a boo shit. It is. She's giving you a gift. What do you do? You pinch your nose and slap her. That ain't right. <laughs> yes. But this is <laughs> this is this very is right. much. This is all kinds of right because this is eleven o'clock comics episode six hundred and twenty-four. It's book of the month, my friends, and I am Vince B. You are Vince B, and I am David A. Price. Love you. That is facts, and I am the beast. <laughs> wow uh no you're not the beast you're you're a very wonderful human being but you've never offered me milk maybe because i'm uh, lactose intolerant to drink roll call tonight oh you're gonna give me milk well, no. well not you because you'll, yeah. be, you'll be recording from the bathroom yes but i would drink the beast milk in a second you are jason wood everybody and as we said on the on the uh road into this here thing this is the book of the month and uh in case you don't know how we does it, we solicit our beautiful patrons, <coughs> and that who is responsible for this episode, our patrons. If you want to check out what we do on the Patreon, you go over to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, and you will see how it goes. But here's the, here's the rub for those many, many people who are checking us out for the first time. What we do is we'll cobble together 11 choices. For the books of the month, we've been doing spotlight specials where one of us will commandeer the entire 11. Others are group efforts. Others are picked by the patrons. What they do is they go through the list and they vote. Democratic process. They vote on this stuff. And the one that wins is the one that uh, we talk about. And in this case, the one that won was Electra Assassin. Mm-hmm. Yes, by Frank Miller, very lucid Frank Miller, Bill Sienkiewicz. Letters, very important. Letters, not only by Jim Novak, but by a god of lettering. Gaspar Saladino touched these pages. So, wow, it's a, it's a it's a monster of a book. But once again, we would like to thank the patrons for making this happen, because without them, we wouldn't be filling your ear holes right now with Electro Assassin. Indeed. That's how it rolls. That is how it rolls. So grateful. Mm-hmm. What are you laughing for? It's the truth. It's just nice to hear you excited about that book of the month for once. Oh, yes. No, how could you not be excited for this book, dude? I mean, there were a couple this month that I think... I, I know that there were one or two that Vince would not have been... 
nah. enamored with, but no. I think I, I think there were a few here that we would have. Um, well, why don't you I tell don't them? They all would have blown us away. No, but that's not the point. The point is new experiences, right? That's true. Yes, even that's reading this again for you. But no, even reading this again was a new experience. Even though I've read it before, every iteration as you get older is a new experience. You don't see it with the same eyes. You don't process it with the same brain because you have experiences and, and things that have happened in your life and you're hopefully wiser. And, you know, it's not, you're not the same person this time around as when you read it initially. Very, very true. Yeah. It's true. I assume you, did you read it off the shelves? Hell yeah. Gobbled it up. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I didn't. That's why I asked because it came out in 84, which is right when I started becoming comics collector. So I think uh, I read it. The what? the covers the covers say eighty six. Oh, eighty six. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I read it year, years later. So, but that magical time eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. Like comics yeah. were firing on all cylinders. Golden, golden era, man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. It's For just sure. you look back and it's just insane the amount of certified masterpieces that were produced in that time. It, it's just incredible. It boggles my mind. And and they, you know, you can always <laughs> say, well, you know, yeah, of course you're going to say that because you were there on Ground Zero, and this is our new generation on Ground Zero of the new stuff. And they may consider things that have come out within the past five years to be masterpieces, but I don't know if they hold up to books like Watchmen. That's the thing. We'll 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 have to find out in in thirty years if anybody feels that way about the Dio and Giffen's OMAC or, you know, <laughs> anything like that. You know, it's, 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 yeah, there, there are people, I mean, granted hindsight and all that, but we, we hold people like Frank Miller, like Bill Sienkiewicz. I mean, they're, they're on pedestals for us. And, and, you know, I don't, it's, it's way too early right now to say that, you know, I think, and, just because it's the, I, I'm looking at the cover, I, I don't know if we could say that. I, I, I'm not saying that right now about Ryan Sook, but in another few decades, who knows? I'm just there, there are we have we have so many years of experience with these guys, so that anything that came out in the past five years is still too new to consider that. But like you said, Vince, you don't know anybody. Anybody who's reading anything new now, like you read this new when it was coming out, is going to feel differently about the stuff out now in 30 years sure sure but i mean it, yeah it's all i think it 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 has to a lot to do with time because yes. uh, every time is speeding up um novelty increases by the day there's just so many things to process there's so many things in, impacting us in social media and on the web and just in the world and, uh, you know, do, 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 accomplish, 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 and, and you know, ingest. Uh, so I think there may be masterpieces being produced today. It's just that there's so much noise that you you can't appreciate the signal for what it is until – Time passes and you revisit and, and you, you approach these things without all this static going on. Like, um, it's, it's hard and it's a product of the times in which we live. We didn't have all this noise back then. And I know, get off my lawn, but it's true. We, we did not have all these intrusions into 
our processing time as we do yes. today. They they yeah, were, oh. th you know, some were there, but not to the magnitude we currently are experiencing. Right, right. I agree with that. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll go out on a huge limb and, and make a prediction. There is one masterpiece being produced right now. Okay. Oh. Yep, yep. I don't want to say, well, yeah, I'll say, because I, I'll probably be proven wrong, but in my eyes, I think it is, from what I've read so far, um, Morrison and Sharp's The Green Lantern. Oh. It's, it's friggin' incredible. It's, yeah, it's, I don't, it, I'm. This is a tangent. I mean, I don't know yeah, if we want is, to go down there. And, and no, because I, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm a couple issues behind. Um, I have read some, some really, really good issues from the run so far. Um, but I don't, I'm not ready to co-sign that yet. Okay. Well, you, you know, you do you, but. Right. I, I, you do you, no, I mean, and I, I. No, I'm not being. I don't it's think you're going down a limb there. No, no, I know. I, 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 I appreciate that. You know, you feel that strongly about it. It is, it, it's pretty much the most unique thing as far as the DC mainline that they're publishing right now. And and I, mm -hmm. I, I think it's. I, I do think it's. It's amazing work from Sharp. It it, oh. it feels like <laughs> Morris in it, it, it. It it but it's Sharp to me is the is the superstar of the book and i whereas electra assassin is truly the beautiful child of two fantastic parents i i i like green lantern the way it looks i'm not quite sold on the words morrison's putting down i don't have a problem with the collaboration on electra assassin at all all right, while we're on the subject, yes, I can't co-sign that. I think Electra Assassin is incredibly lopsided. I think the story's great, but if Sienkiewicz wasn't at the helm, it would not have been anywhere near as successful. Have are, we, uh, are, are we skipping the drink roll call tonight? No, we, are, we can we are, do it. all over the place. This is yeah, freeform. I, I, wow. I do have something. I do have – I wrote down something in one note that is – I. It, that is along those lines, Vince. But yes, All right, let's, let's make Jason happy okay. for a second. And, and my bad. Let's switch it up after six hundred and almost fifty episodes. I keep you on your toes, man. I don't know what to expect. Uh, hey, what are y'all drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you asking? Directed I'm, a, I'm asking my brothers, and anyone can chime in. I'm Why don't drinking, you go first, Jason? I'm drinking nary a thing because, unfortunately, I forgot to grab something to drink on the way up here. Well, we can do something special and. Pause while you go no, get no, no. it. That's okay. Nope. Nope. Can't do it. But what yeah, if you get all parched and shit? I'll I'll maybe later I'll run down and get something. Alright. Well, I don't have much better than that. Uh <laughs> probably in David's eyes. I am drinking by all accounts the most tasteful coffee in the on the planet. It is uh two extra large cups of McDonald's coffee. Yep. That's what I'm drinking. Okay. Boom. <laughs> um I am enjoying some still line thirty nine Cabernet Sauvignon from California. Nice. It's good stuff. Yes. All right. 
I think the road is unobstructed, so we can start traveling down Electra Assassin right now. Unless we have thank yous. Uh, we, I, I do not, but we do have shout outs. Okay. I have a thank you, but I'm saving it for my in your travels. Oh, yes. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, we do have shout outs, so let's hear them. Do, uh, we have, I want to thank, we want to thank Bryce. That's all it says. And I'm going to try this one way and then try it a second way. Andrew Nikovich, or maybe it's Nietzschevich, but thank you, both of you, for uh, joining us on uh, on this wonderful thing we call Patreon. Yeah, see, this is another um, mechanic of the, of the Patreon. You join our little uh, three-ring circus, and you get a shout-out. On the yes, episode, if he, that matters to you, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they 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 like it, and some don't even say anything. But we have to give uh, credit where it's due, and if you come into the fold, we're going to say, "Hey, buddy, thank you very much for for doing this." Yes. And you get other things. You know, there's more than that. You know, just check out the Patreon page; you'll see what you get. Yes, they they uh, they have both signed on at the Illuminati tier. Uh, if you, um, Did you set them up on the slacks, not yet. Uh, okay. they, they will be very soon, uh, because there is, um, yes. So that, that, that needs to be done. Um, and there's also the wall of appreciation on the website for those who, um, do also, uh, are kind enough to subscribe and yeah. patrons. I, I came up with another bonus for the, our slack patrons oh yeah yep well speak on it maybe it'll get some more people over to that uh, threshold at least once probably uh i'm gonna shoot for three times a week okay you will be the uh, lucky recipient of a fanzine digitized fanzine from oh, nice comics i have a zillion of them that makes and, me happy i'm on the slack yeah i'm it's not like i'm getting a bonus and this is not stepping on anybody's toes these things are well out of their um copyright bracket and uh so you can get a little glimpse into comic silver age and golden age from these classic fanzines that are now long long out of print and i'll be throwing at least three up a week uh for the patrons perusal how about That's that awesome. fanzine flashback i love it yep Come aboard the Illuminati tier. I'm thinking, my friend. You are. What can I give these people for support? Proud of you. Yeah. And somebody asked um, on Twitter about, hey, yo, what happened to those T-shirts? Well, we're going to have them for you in time for Christmas. So, um, well in time for Christmas. So you can order them, and if you want to give them to people, whatever. So that's in the works, too. And and we we, we got stuff. We got stuff. Yep. Yeah, I want to see lots of uh, EOC merch at, at New York Comic Con, people. Oh, and speaking of New York Comic Con, believe it or not, it's it's just about a month away, which is just shocking how fast the year goes. Um, and this year we're going to do a little more planning. Um, next week we will announce on the air and then every episode, therefore, uh, a venue for our New York Comic Con get-together. We, um, we had one last year, but we, we didn't really talk about it on the show because we ended up picking a spot sort of right near the end of the before the show. So we're going to get you at least a month in advance because I know a lot of you are coming to New York Comic Con and that way we will get we're looking for a big turnout. We want to make this a freaking party. It's New York, dude. 
Yep. City that uh, never sleeps. Let's get it. Let's get it. Greatest city on the planet. Only so because do it. I, we, want, I have, we want a massive turnout. I, I haven't been to Tokyo, so I'm saying. Oh, we got to go to Tokyo. I know. We do. I we know. absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. Hurts my heart I haven't been to Tokyo. I would not want to come home, I bet. Oh, man. I, what I'll ever think about when you bring up Tur- Tokyo is how Felix and his crew went to Tokyo. And they ended up each buying an extra suitcase so they could come home with all the good loot that they came up with. Yep, yep. It would probably be the same for me, only doubled or tripled. That oh is, my that's god! That's like I the would, birthplace of, of vinyl. It's like, oh my god! I'm I would buy b- all the combiners, <laughs> <laughs> just all the just alts that exist. I just buy them all. <laughs> Do you have Voltrons, Transformers? Doesn't matter. Uh, did you get Trypticon from the? No. Oh, it's gorgeous. Is it? Yeah, it's better than the original. Yes, I know it's blasphemy, but it, I think it's better than the original. It's, it's certainly bigger than the original. Yep. So, we are gathered here today for a reason. Yes, sir. Yes, and it's to talk Electra Assassin. Now, I'll run down the creative team one more time in case you weren't paying attention when we were driving in. Written by Frank Miller. Illustrated by Bill Sinkevich. Letters by Gaspar Saladino and Jim Novak. And it was produced... In eight uh, separate issues for the Epic imprint in, David said, 1986. Um, it may have spilled into 1987. I'm not entirely sure. Yes. Yeah. But the cover date was August 86 for issue number one. And um, in the uh, collected edition, there is an introduction by uh, Mary Jo Duffy. Did you guys read that? I did. Can't say that I, I did. It's pretty wonderful. I don't know if it's in the most recent release of the new oh, really? trade paperback. This is the 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 version I have hey, is is one of the um, is one of the earlier ones. Well, just to summarize it quickly, Mary Jo Duffy said that Frank Miller specifically requested Sinkevich for this project. She had been trying to uh, entice him to come work for Epic to do something, and uh, he was working on an Electra. He was mulling over Electra lives again but he said okay I'll do a series about you know Electra but I I got to have Sinkevich and she said fine and and um during the creative process it was such a combination of the two ideas and 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 concepts that Frank would retool some of the story in the wake of Sinkevich, and Sinkevich would redo pages along the way to make them more in tune with what Frank had wanted. And it was just a, it was a nice commingling of the two uh, creative types. But when you pull back and take a look at this thing from afar, the story's good. It's fun. It's, it's Frank being strange, techno weird frank which i love it when he gets like that but if bill was not doing the art for this i I really don't think it would be the the landmark series that it 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 was and is yeah yeah i'll go uh i mean i i 1000 percent agree with you i i think that uh i I think that rereading this maybe at this age um I, i i would go as far Shots fired. I would go as far to say, I, I think this book would be better without the words. Like, I think the visuals are so powerful and so stunning and unique, especially for the time, that 
I, I would love to have experienced this just as a visual narrative. Mm, I would not go that far. I know you yeah. got you got you got almost. Yeah, I mean you 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 worship at the altar, Frank, and that's cool. That's cool. I I, I found rereading it a little bit of a slog. It's very wordy. Yeah. Yes. For those of you at home who have not read this, it is extremely wordy. Um, it like I said, eight issues, two hundred and whatever odd pages. It reads like a twelve plus issue miniseries. I mean, it'll take you that long to read it. It's very dense. But when you say you know extract the words, I I don't see how they would do because there are certain passages in this book where someone is speaking on the page and those narrative boxes are colored uh they're a certain way and then when someone else enters the mindscape their uh narration boxes are colored a different way just to set them off so certain characters have different colors for the narrative boxes so how do you illustrate two minds within the same body without all this text it's hard to do just by pictures also it's unlike claremont who would if if paul smith is drawing wolverine slashing his way through the woods you would see that and claremont would also write the words that this is what's happening that is not what's going on in this book what you see in the panel you it's it's just it's whatever someone is thinking no one is miller is not describing the panels that bill has has illustrated it is they are you could pretty much read miller's words almost as if they were a novel they they don't necessarily paint the picture that's on the page but you get a sense of of what's going on in someone's head and and you need that to figure to just to see what Bill has has drawn to to move Frank's story forward. They they um, I, I wrote down that it's it's pretty much it, it's up there for me with with other perfect pairings. I I don't I and because of that, even though this reads, in some cases it reads like um, it reads like Ronin, um, not so much, not so much Dark Knight. I I I got the sense of Ronin through um through a lot of the passages but if bill didn't illustrate this if miller drew this it would be a completely different beast not just because yes it would look different but the way the way frank draws to 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 bring a story to life nobody does it like bill so so for you could say for anyone else to 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 draw this it wouldn't be the same but knowing how frank draws his own stories there's no way this would have been as impactful as this would not have been up there with dark knight returns in my mind it this it i wouldn't say it would have been forgotten but it it, for me it would have the impact if if miller drew this as well as wrote it this brings up an interesting question about uh where this ranks for you among all of miller's works because it sounds like it ranks way up there For me or for Vince? 
either one of you, but you, I was speaking to you, Dave. Well, you didn't ask the question you always ask at the beginning of the book of the month. Oh, so. well, that's because we were all for cocktail. We didn't do the We rehearsal. are, see, see. Oh. Yeah, I mean, what? yeah, well, I guess, right. So, so, uh, <laughs> you well, got to get a little bit little more bit. versatile, my friend. Like, well, I did <laughs> ask you, I, I did, I did say, did we, who, did you, did you read this off the shelves? Yeah, hey, you asked Vince if he read it off the shelves yeah. as it was coming out. Yeah. Well, why don't you speak on it? I said, like I said, I read, I read it a few years after it came out. I remember maybe like, maybe like 89, 90, I don't know, something like that. I am embarrassed and sad to say that I read it for the first time this week. Oh, snap. Really? Yeah. I Holy. did not read it when it was coming out. Cause I, I didn't have, I, um, I, I remember I read, actually, no, that's not true. I read one of the issues because I had the, um, I had the issue with, uh, which has to be on the cover. I think that was issue either three or four, but I did have an issue completely lost. No idea, but I never, and I was young or so I didn't bother to, um, I was reading so much other stuff that I never, I never got back to it, and uh, it's always been on my radar. It's always been something I wanted to read. It's been on the book of the month. So um, once I saw that uh, Marvel was was reprinting it again, I, I figured it was it was a decent enough time because this way people could now who haven't read it or needed a new copy would be able to to get it anew. But yeah, I am. I, um, Sad to say, never read it before now. Wow. Wow. Who the hell yeah. are you? I, that is fascinating. It is. It's a little on the weird side, but it happens. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can definitely say that each successive read through this thing reveals more of its secrets. Like, there's, I did not appreciate what it was when it was coming out. The art, yes. The story, mm-hmm. not so much. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but there were facets of the thing that I may have glossed over because over the years I'm like, oh, I'll so that's what that section means. And, and now reading it as a 54 year old, um, I'm adult in quotes. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've cracked a lot of this nut to the point where I would rank this. Wow. I mean, it would be. It would definitely be top five for me of Frank's works. Okay. Yeah, I, it would. It's definitely not number one, but um, um, I, I, I'm a. I don't want to say I'm a a, a Pricean so, uh, purist, but for me, the number one thing that that Frank on my list is something that Frank both both wrote and drew. Sure, right. Which is why I was going to ask if if Daredevil falls in there at all. Daredevil falls. Nah. <sighs> right, I know that. I mean, yes, you when because when you yes, Miller did of course make an impact, and and people think of Daredevil or or Miller when they think of Daredevil. But when you think of the important works, it's usually the standalone or finite series. And, right, right. Um, I don't think Born Again. I don't think this is better than Born Again. So Born Again would rank higher than this for me. Same. But yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> just be just because Born Again is more it's more nuanced. It, it it's more um it, it's the product of a mature writer. This is too, but this is more Frank saying fuck it. I'm just yes. going to I'm just going to go. Right. I mean, clone shield dwarves like okay, that's you know, giant sewing machines uh stitching together shield agents it's 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 fun it's outlandish but it doesn't have the 
the weight that something like Born Again or Dark Knight has. Um, I, Frank cost me a lot of money over the years because his run on Daredevil made me buy that book long after he left in hopes <laughs> that it would get as good as it was when he was on it. Again, you know, so, mm. I mean, I, I, Inertia, I bought Daredevil for decades hoping that someone would recapture that, that Frank Miller take on the character. I don't love Daredevil. I love Frank Miller's Daredevil. I don't right, love right. the character of Daredevil uh, or Matt Murdock on its own. But I think it needs to be said that this Electra Assassin, I'm, I'm glad David mentioned Ronan because I think Electra Assassin is a spiritual cousin to ronin they're very much there's a lot of the same themes yeah. in 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 electro assassin yeah. especially with like agat and the the beast there's there's something that is very evil very powerful very far-reaching trying to corrupt um across time and it's just it it seems like frank has these tropes that he likes to beat the shit out of which is okay that's fine. I mean, he he has his. Um, he's entirely indebted to the uh, the um, the samurai, the ninja, Bushido, the the code of combat, and he just he he takes that and just drags it through his his ev- almost everything he works on. But that's okay because these are these are worthwhile subjects, right? I think. But um, Electra Assassin's a cartoon. It's an adult cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas you know, uh, born again, you're you're dealing with spirituality and 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 belief and and the core of what makes these people. Where in Electra Assassin, you have a guy running around with a knife stuck in his forehead. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's 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 bonkers over the top. Cartoon, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, cartoon physics. Yeah, but I I mean I love it. I, uh, is it is it better than Electra Lives Again? I don't know. Uh, but I will say the one thing that Frank did a great job with on this series, and it goes back to Jim Shooter's every issue is someone's first issue, he does a great job of recapping previous events without making you think you're reliving previous events. Like, um, say, issue four, Nick Fury's being briefed by Garen mm-hmm. and he goes down the list of what happened right in, right in, in the, but it's never like oh here's the recap it he fits it into the story which i i love it'll be a news broadcast or it'll be um agent chastity you know um getting fury up to speed on garrett and it's just that mm-hmm. it he takes the events that preceded and and works them into the story where you don't really have to backtrack much in this series now how Knowing that the technology is different today than it was then, Bill obviously replicated panels and images here and there. At the time when it was coming out, how did you feel about artists using duping panels? And how do you feel years later, rereading it now again, how do you feel about him using that well bill in in bill's hands he's he's playing the stradivarius right when bill duplicates panels it's for a freaking reason 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken sure. winds, um, not wind like a clock. Wind like the air. And that's okay. We uh, we need to get to that. But you're right. And and damn, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you with that. That is that's exactly how I felt about that because if he's if he's showing Electra in a panel and then another panel a little while later, it, it's or even right after. I prefer that, especially the way Frank is writing the story, or, or, or at least the person is describing the situation, because it's a smaller chunk of text, whereas I can't imagine the caption, how big the caption box would have to be, and how much of the picture would have to take up if it was just that one image once, and all that text yeah. explaining what was going on. But when there's a montage of of uh, character uh, faces, panels of characters' faces... And he duplicates the Electra somewhere on the same page. She's intruding into their minds. Yes. It's not just, oh, I'm going to throw Electra in here uh, just to, you know, stat this panel from the top of the page, put it down the bottom. He's not doing it to save time. He's doing it because it fits into the story. Where nowadays you see a character sitting at a deli counter and the same panel is reproduced three times. It's we know why they do it. It's not serving the story. It's serving the the deadline. It's it's to to get this stuff done on time. Where I mean, Sinkevich does it in in serving the story. And one of the things I, I wanted to make sure I said was this book visually was extremely influential. I don't think we could gauge how much impact this series has had on comics visually. We'll speak on that. Yeah, speak on that. But yeah, and it I like here's why I want you to speak on it because one of the questions I had for you guys was we've talked about Sinkevich a lot on the show. Um you know we've done a few of his specific works and we sung his praises when his when his coffee table book came out and uh, but I was trying to think like who would you say are his spiritual successors? Sinkevich? Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a shit ton. Um, I mean, I'm saying, who would you who Rod, would you put in that camp? Because I don't think anybody's ever come close to looking like him. Rod Rice, right now, who uh, did Cal. See, me, I mean, to mm. me, like that's like. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but to me, like, no disrespect to Rod Rice, but it's like that's like uh, I don't know. That's like Michael Jordan teaching me how to play basketball. It's right? Like, no, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there's no. I'm not saying, hey, I want Rod to, you know take a stab at, at doing his version of electric. I'm just, as far as style goes, um, even Kyle Baker for a time. I yeah. Would Kyle Baker's Baker. the one I, that's the, yeah, that's the top. Yeah. I think list, the yeah. obvious choice is Sam Keith. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, oh, you know what? You know what? I didn't Especially make that connection, but that's yeah. what you say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sam, Sam Keith is, I, I'm looking at it, not from a stylistic similarity. I'm looking for, um, multiple mediums, uh, paint, uh, line work, cut paper. I, I'm not a huge fan of his work, but David Mack is definitely a, su oh, a successor. Yeah, yeah. To, to, right uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. have thought of. I guess what I'm getting at is, I don't think there's anyone that's 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 in his school that I feel comes anywhere close to him. Well, uh, that's hard to argue with, right? That, I, I, I can't back you up on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, he's not at the top of Mount Rushmore. For me, I mean, I love the way Bill approaches his his craft, but um, mm -hmm. what I wanted to say was for how influential 
this book was and and Bill in in general with the demon bear story I mean it just started to steamroll everything he touched was was revolutionary right uh, yeah. big big numbers stray toasters um yep. love and war the daredevil thing for every angel Bill created in his wake he created 10 times more demons because he opened the door to fuck it. Anything goes. And Bill has the foundation. Um, they always say, if you're going to break the rules, you better know the rules before you break them. Right. Yeah. Bill is extremely grounded in the elements of, of design. He's, he can draw like a son of a bitch. He's put yeah, the, yeah. he's put the time in, um, where he can bend and break the rules because he is such a consummate visual stylist where in his wake, a lot of guys and gals took a look at what Sienkiewicz did and said, fuck it, there's no rules. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Right. And right. they, they, pr point. they produced a ton of crap That's a great just point. because he kind of validated this approach, like the childish writing over, you know, the blotchy ink, splatters yeah, I, think that's, when you, I feel like you're describing david mack to me right now no i'm not a david mack fan though. i'm not either but the, the dude is very talented i mean he could draw he is he i don't can, want to sell him short he now. can control watercolors like a, like a bastard but i mean it's not my thing no, right ears just perked up. i mean how many times have you have you seen an artist use the triangle as a, a visual motif within an image like that's a sinkevich Sienkiewicz, that's a landmark Sienkiewicz trope. He he used triangles to great effect, and then everybody said, "Oh fuck it, I'll put a triangle border around my mm -hmm. thing. I'll I'll take one, I'll invert the next one, I'll flip it back for the next one, and it looks great because Sienkiewicz did it." But yeah, it looks great when Sienkiewicz does it because he's canny. He's 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 a savvy artist. He knows he has ex right. he has exquisite taste. Whereas some guys were like, "Well, I'm just going to break this chopstick." And do words on the page because Bill did it, and mine's going to look as good as Bill's. No way. You don't mm -hmm. have the experience. You you don't have the 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 knack for. I mean, Bill's got a great color sense. Yes, some of the colors in this book are hot, but that was cool back in the day. Like there's some panels where Bill uses yellow, and and I'm like, oh, Bill, like what are you doing? But that was what he had to work with back then. I mean, it wasn't the 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 computer applications weren't as prevalent and he's a he's a, a physical artist anyway i mean not, i don't know so much about now but back then he was I doing everything yeah he was doing everything on the board but ragged panel borders and smeared art and taking a doily and fucking pasting it on the panel mm -hmm. why not i mean but it looks great when he does yep. it other guys took it as a uh, a mandate to do whatever they wanted it and they didn't have the knowledge or the experience to do it the way bill does it there, there is a panel where Garrett is hooked up to the machine, and and all the lackeys are there, poking and prodding. The machine he's hooked up to looks just like a manual sewing machine on its side. Yeah, yeah. It's got the wheel. It's got the spool of thread at the top. Um, and and there's, I mean, even the helicopters look like you know a different sort of object that he just you know, threw a threw a propeller on. But there's there's just yeah, I I just 
I caught myself just staring at the pages and, and the way the way Frank is telling the story, you know, I wasn't I wasn't lost. Like sometimes I'd have to go back in other books to make sure what I was reading. But there are panels where Garrett is at the computer. It's a huge ass panel, beautiful wood floor. The computer's off in the corner. The outlet and the electrical cord is is strewn all the way along the floor until it gets to the outlet. Instead of moving the table closer to make it a little tight, it, it's just I just love the little noodling Bill does when he's thinking about the whole sort of uh panel yeah uh, exactly and it's i think I, i'm looking at that page you're talking about now i think that's a beautiful beautiful page because it it's designed very well you 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 see this blank expanse of wall and and many other artists i'd be like well why isn't there something there bill puts a texture in there he puts shadows in there the the, the thing that i love about that panel the, the most when you look at the the cord on the floor. Look at that mm-hmm. ochre brownish scumble at the bottom of the left-hand corner. That's gorgeous. And it's just, yeah. it, you know, I love it. I love it. But we should start talking about the story a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, right. that, that's where it gets hard. Uh, I don't know about that, but okay. No, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I, right. I, I think, Structurally speaking, I think the first two issues are a bit of a mess, but then I think it it gets back on the rails. Well, I like to think that the the um, narrative kind of mirrors Electrica's Electrica, hmm. Electra's mm-hmm. state of mind at that point, because mm-hmm. she's pretty messed up when this thing starts. That's um, we're we're looking at. Um, there's a little bit of a backstory, but but not a whole lot. Uh, we're we're led to believe that Electra was cogent in the womb. She was conscious and aware in, in the womb. Which, yeah, I don't think I think she's you know romanticizing her her uh, her birth. But whatever, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents are attacked. Her mother's killed while carrying her. Um, father. Uh, raises the the child and she's had experiences um with um in in insane asylum mental health institutions where she tries to kill herself and um prior to that dad um had her trained in in you know martial arts so the, the body and the mind was conditioned you know the story um the seven specifically stick um, trained her, uh, but she has these. She keeps talking about these globes, the spinning globes, and and she she allows some of these globes to come close to her. And there's this black globe that she kind of keeps batting away. And and these are um, memories, painful and or happy memories of of her formative years. Uh, but you know, the hand is is a very crucial part of her upbringing but you don't see a whole lot of that i mean it's it's mostly um yeah i've been trained but i'm also a little fucked up um uh, my my mind is not working in the way that your mind works and i was abused in this asylum and and stick also abused me but um wouldn't give me the love or the attention that that I wanted, even though I was the consummate student. Like she does things with her mind that uh, a a girl of her age in this kind of training 
in this universe shouldn't be able to do. Like she can communicate mentally, psychically with with Stick and he doesn't even give her um, accolades at all. He's like, doesn't doesn't register with the guy. So she keeps trying to 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 at least do something to get this guy's um she needs validation right and and so she's she's in the asylum and and we see her being hosed down and and abused and there's it's implied that she was almost raped um and that's when she becomes uh she's she says she's a turtle a snapping turtle and the the guy assaulting her is a rat it's very beautifully illustrated by Sinkevich. It, it, it he he stops with the the he intersperses the painted panels with this very flat um designy beautifully scrawled image of a, of the turtle turning on the rat and, and 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 killing it but um and then it snaps back from that depiction of reality to her actually biting the throat out of of her attacker i mean electra she's formidable she's one of the best at what she does she's not wolverine of course but but as a fighter um she's pretty much second to none if we're to believe what's in this you know she could read the minds of her 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 uh targets and cloud them and push them around and swap them with other minds i mean I the one thing that I uh, now having read this, the Electra books that followed this, she's severely depowered. I mean, we're led to believe that this takes place before, obviously, the events, the disastrous of events of Daredevil, Frank's Daredevil run, in which Electra is, is quote killed. But I mean, after Marvel brought Electra back, she's massively depowered. They don't really go into her abilities to to just shift people's minds around. That's a hell that's of a, that's a hell of a big deal, right? Now, who can't you beat if you can take their mind and put it somewhere else? I mean, she could, in theory, beat Superman, right? If 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 her right. her, her mental prowess is that strong, she could just take his mind and put it in a duck. All yeah, right, that's you're another note to have. I mean, I. I feel like I've read a lot of Electra, and I don't. I this is the most superhero-y she ever is. Yeah, yeah, pretty like, much. I think even like I don't even. I think in today's comics, I don't even think she has psychic powers anymore. Not like this, no. Like, the, like oh, two things. One, that Del Mundo series, which I liked a lot. I I, I was thinking Del Mundo is a guy that I think is 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 of 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 the Sinkevich school and my Hell favorite yeah. of the school. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, he's my favorite of the bunch. Yeah, he's walking the same steps. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I mean, uh, so this first issue, uh, they there is a um, there's an assassination. Electra takes somebody out. This um, uh, Carlos Huevos and God love Frank Huevos. <laughs> she she assassinates this Carlos Huevos of San Concepcion because she believes she does it for two dollars too. Um, to American dollars. She believes that he's tainted by something called the beast. He has, he has supped of the beast's milk and he is, uh, in league with, let's just call it what it is, the devil, right? And, um, 
So she takes out the assassin and she does it in, she takes out the, the president in a way where the president's on a carousel with his daughter, which is revolving, right? And she's on another ride at this amusement thing, which is moving in a different direction. She fires a crossbow and takes him out one shot. So logistically, that's amazing where she's moving and firing at a moving target and it's like effortless for her Pew, you're dead like that's how that's the consummate skill of electra in this she is v- extremely formidable she's batman level in this thing yeah yeah um any comments on issue one other than uh it just lays the groundwork for for what what is coming well, I, I will say um, we should mention this being an epic comic and that comics like this weren't on the shelves in all that frequency when this came out. I mean, we, there's a lot of very adult comics out there now that we've all we're, we're more immune to it as the industry and the readership has aged. But to see child molestation and uh, rape and murder and things like that uh, were, were not very common in comic, you know, in, right. in the eighties. Right. And, and something that's, that's problematic um, in this eight issue series, there's not a lot of good guys. I mean, no. I mean, even the, the title character, she's not necessarily a good person. Um, uh, and, and, and her allies are, are not very good. I mean, if I had to list, the likable characters in this i mean it would be nick fury yeah just gonna say that's pretty much it that's pretty much it yeah nick fury um the old war dog he's trying to do what's right and uh not only for his country but for his his um for shield right he's trying to to do the right thing but um there's a lot of scumbags in this book uh top to bottom yeah and and the thing that surprised me is i never took notice of the racial and sexual slurs. Oh, Garrett's a piece of shit. That Frank... Oh, yeah. He's he's a misogynist. uh, Oh, yeah, but Frank throws him around like like candy at a parade. You know? I mean, uh, we won't... I I don't think it's it's necessary to repeat them, but... Because you mentioned the way everybody is plugged in now and everybody has to say something about what's going on. People would think... Never mind Fury... And, and any any of the good characters that, that Frank has written. But people would take Garrett as Frank, as Frank's voice, as if, like, Frank is the person who... and uh, Which, obviously, back then, nobody had Twitter to make those claims. But, um, yeah, it's... It, I mean, the way he goes, and, and he just goes buck wild with... with, with I mean, it, you... It didn't take much for us to know what a miserable person Garrett was, but Frank puts the exclamation point on it early on. So, yeah. you know, and he just, and he keeps, thought that comes into his head. He gets more miserable as the, the story progresses. Yeah. But that, that's a, it's a, uh, a huge problem for me when, um, the perception that the, the creator is speaking through his characters. And in a lot of, occasions they do but you should never assume that just because this incredibly offensive piece of dialogue comes out of a character's mouth that that's the author speaking 
Like, why would you draw that line? I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, and we see it in music all the time, too, and in, in, in film. Mm. Oh, this film glorifies violence, so the the creators must be very, very violent people, and they condone this kind of behavior. No. No. It's, I mean, is, there's, there's no, is there no separation between creator and creation? There's, not in some of course minds. there is, right? But, I mean, and it's not validating any of this. I, 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 I don't rem- remember Frank... I mean, this this is not Frank. Frank's a little weird, and he's and he's a lot of crazy. But um, I'm I, I'm very I'm pretty much certain that Frank leans towards the liberal side. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um, and and whenever the word liberal is mentioned in this, it's always followed by <laughs> or preceded by a derogatory term. I mean, yes, yes. The the, the president in this scenario is uh nixon ish it's not it's not nixon but it's nixon ish and and he carries around uh and it's amazing how prescient uh frank was because we're living this shit right now yeah right the yeah Yeah, the president Mm -hmm. in this in this series is a very small man not only in stature but in 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 mind too and uh he carries around the box with the the red button on it and he's like I got power. I'm the president. Nobody, nobody's yeah, going to disagree. And I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to back up my words with facts because I'm the president. That's who I am. And I can destroy you all in one button push and I'm going to do it. And and it's just, it, it's, it was not so chilling back then to read because the very idea of a, a person responsible for millions and millions of lives would think like this. But now it's very chilling because... It's it's true, it, it's happening right now, you know. So mm-hmm. it's it's a little it's a little un, unsettling to read this now, whereas those kind of thoughts didn't enter into my mind back then. Because even Reagan was like, "Yeah, he's they're never going to do anything like this," you know. But it's uh, Frank did have his fun with Reagan and sure. Batman Returns, yeah. But there's another character that enters the uh, the picture, and it's Ambassador Reich. And so Electra has killed um, Huevos, but now she feels like the the taint of the beast has been passed on to this uh, U.S. ambassador. And she's right, uh, because there's a, a scene where he's sitting in his very ornate chair, very full of pomp, and he's he's got his legs crossed like a yeah, and um, and fancy. He, he's a dandy, and the um, and I'm not. In, implying anything the um he's got the 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 beast's milk on uh, a table next to him and so the beast has has reached him and uh electra is trying to eradicate the not only the agents of the beast but the beast itself so um uh, issue two it's neat because not only do we get newspaper uh clippings in in the, on the first page of every issue, where where Frank will, will show how the media spun the events that we witnessed in the previous issue, but they're all beautifully illustrated by uh, Mister Sinkevich in in pencil. I mean, Bill just draws a gun 
with an ashtray and some spent shells and it's gorgeous and it's it's so loose and just effort well it's seemingly effortless that it just wow this man is is you can be formidable with a pencil you can be a force to be reckoned with with ink uh paint each of those things but there's not a whole lot of guys that are this monstrous with all of them Right, he, he's great with acrylic. He's great with oil. His color sense is just impeccable. The the things that he, what you may think that Bill Sienkiewicz is the poster child for excess on the page, but there's a lot of shit that Bill leaves out and he holds back. And there's the restraint in some panels, like the panel with Garrett at the computer. I think that's a very restrained panel, but on the page it's imposing because it's so large and it's 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 there's a mood to it but bill is commonly known as the guy who just goes hog wild on the page in a lot of cases he does but there are many instances in this book where bill just pulls back a little bit and he just illustrates what he feels needs to be shown and the rest is just he leaves it subjective as to what you know is going on it's he's a monster no lie yeah so issue two, um, Garrett, S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent Garrett, well, I, Agent Garrett, let's just say Agent Garrett, because he is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, although no one knows how he got there into S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, until later in the book. Um, Garrett's dispatched to find the killer of Carlos Huevos. So he goes to San Concepcion, and Garrett is augmented by... Uh, a division of shield um he has a, a a chip in his brain that he can store and retrieve information parts of him are 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 steel and plastic and his strength has been augmented his speed um but we're told over these issues that he was pretty a pretty decent agent before he was messed with and now he's he's approaching super uh, well, he is. He's superhuman because he could do things that regular humans can't. So he is superhuman. Um, and Garrett's partner uh, is also augmented. This man is uh, Agent Perry. And he's got problems. He's got problems. Um, they're on the trail of the $2 whore from Bolivia. Meanwhile, uh, while Garrett and Perry are searching for Electra, Electra is also searching for Garrett and Perry. So um, she recounts her training during a lot of this series. The uh, Jonine had six orders that she should follow in every endeavor. Number one, leave nothing living. That's a given. If I was uh, a person doing what she did, I would leave nothing living as well. Because if, if you leave survivors, then information can be dispersed. Uh, so if you cover your tracks and kill everything, you have you don't have to worry about any uh, leaks, any loose ends. Um, number two, no one is innocent. This must never be forgotten. I don't know if I can agree with that one, but okay. Uh, number three, protect the body. It is your weapon. Number four, seek the darkness and be silent. Number five, feel no pain. And number six, my favorite, the old ways and the elements are your allies so she 
during the various missions in this series, she she kind of recounts these things, and she adheres to some of them, but others she's a little bit flexible with, and it usually bites her on the ass when she is. Um, so Garrett scours the infoverse for pieces of Electra's past. Um, Electra shuts down Garrett, but Garrett is not entirely happy as a Shield agent. He wants out of the agency. He wants out of. Uh, he wants to leave the life. He wants to leave the game. So he's he's looking at the very least for a transfer. Get me the hell out of these backwater countries. I want to go to the states. I want to. I want to be home. Um, Garrett, in the process of researching um, Electra, he becomes enamored, so to speak, with Electra. Um, he, he gathered all this data, and it's in his little little chip in his head, and and he was going to to transmit the data to Shield, and he stops. He he deletes the data because he wants to uh, see this run its course, and he's a little bit selfish because he wants to get his hands on Electra. He's he's extremely smitten with her, but he's seen better, so he says. You know, <laughs> I've seen better. I doubt it. Um, there's, there's a sexual attraction. There's a, an admiration of her, of her, her martial arts ability. There's, uh, he, she's, it, it's, it's difficult to ascertain whether it's just, um, a genuine, um, affection or, or, uh, curiosity towards her or if she's clouding his mind and making him, I would, I would think more the latter is true that yes she's beautiful but she's probably pulling his strings early in the book and getting him to uh like a to to fetch the cheese you think um uh, because she could do it over a distance it's shown in the book that she doesn't have to be necessarily in the same space with this person Mm -hmm. so she could reach out and uh and and cloud his mind, but um, Electra kills Perry, and in doing so, extracts his implant and um, basically skewers him on a giant spear right up the ass. And I'll and I'll you know um, <laughs> he's he's got a he's got a knife in his forehead, um, and there there's a skirmish with Garrett and Electra. Electra cuts off Garrett's arm. Um, uh, basically, he's he's pretty powerless to to uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say to beat her. Um, and he's a, he's a, 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 a he's shown that he's a decent uh, he's good in the field, but Electra just I mean it's it's like you know Superman fighting a a, a school kid. There's really <laughs> nothing he can do. Uh, so she she maims him, cuts off his arm, and oh, before I leave, I'm going to destroy this munitions shipment that. Uh, she believes is uh, Ambassador Reich's doing, so that's where where issue issue two kind of ends. Um, it's it, it's a build up, you know. There's just a lot of panels in this thing, and um, we're, I'm I'm leaving stuff out because there's so many th- things that Frank just throws into this book. Uh, there's a sequence with. Uh, a film crew I, I don't uh, shooting this uh, a jungle picture 
and um, Electra notices that the uh, the actress her breasts are huge, and she's tied to a pole and she's about to be mauled by a lion. And uh, this guy comes out and the hero, and the lion is is old and drugged and fleeing the scene. Electra takes the lion with her, and and she she frees it and. And the lion shits in the back of the jeep, but it's it's just this <laughs> this weird aside that that Frank kind of puts in here that um, it it doesn't render Electra as a compassionate soul to me just because she's saved a lion. I mean, she's 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 a monster. She kills scores of people through this thing. Uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel? Do you do you think Elektra is a, a, an admirable character? No, of course not. No. But I mean, I'm I'm torn because she's she's trying to eradicate this evil, this beast, mm-hmm. right? So that's a good thing. But the 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 roads she travels to get to that good thing, I mean, she just she doesn't seem to have a low a whole lot of value for human life. She, That's true. She cuts people down left and right. I well, mean, but that, I mean, she, well, yeah, she's an assassin. Of course she doesn't value human life. Yes. And she's soulless. And no one is innocent. So, I mean, if she's she believes. She's brought back from the dead. I mean, she, she's she's just a killing machine. Well, has she been brought back from the dead before? Is this before that? Because this is after that. Mm, I because this is post us. This is post all that stuff. No, this is a prequel. This is before the events of Daredevil. Not no, not the part no. where she meets. This is before she dies. Obviously in Daredevil. It Frank says in the in the uh, in the Duffy intro to the book that this this is a is a prequel yeah she yeah well uh, okay right. right because yeah because because duffy said uh, electra's dead and and frank is explaining the story he wants to tell to her and matt does make an appearance but that's because in the flashback electra's is thinking about college so right, yeah that's her is. college days yeah yeah but she i mean mm-hmm. she, her training you when you go through that rigorous um process that the humanity kind of is leached out of you i mean she had to probably do some despicable things in her training mm-hmm. i mean she was trained by the, the you know the hand right so they weren't too kind to her so she may have been soured i don't know i just i just don't see electra as a uh marvel has flipped a script on that over the years well just like they do with with punisher yeah right yeah exactly i mean talk about a spectrum of trail right i mean <laughs> From insane killing machine willing to kill anybody for like jaywalking to noble hero alongside Captain, America. you know, it, it's, it's not only noble noble hero convenience, but um, someone that is worthy of being displayed on the back of trucks. Like I yeah, see, yeah, I see exactly. Punisher. Yeah. He he's not a hero. Like somebody that there's a there's a construction truck. In a, a couple blocks over, who it's got the big Punisher skull. Like I'm, I'm like, why would that be your logo for for your construction right. site? But okay. and, and, and I've seen the the blue and black, um, blue lives matter flag thing. Oh no, no, that's the thin blue line. I mean, it, it's for it's 
for cops that 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 have, I believe, fallen in the, in the right. Duty. But I've yeah, that's I've seen right. that that blue black flag superimposed over the Punisher symbol. Seriously? Yeah, there's guys around here that wear T-shirts with that on it. And and it's the weirdest thing. I know this is an aside. All right, you know that I live in Pennsylvania, right? Yes. The the listeners, um, I live in a in a place right next to Scranton, and there are Scranton. Okay, the office there there are stickers on the back of trucks in my neighborhood, which is the city's Dunmore, that says "Defend Dunmore," and there's an AK forty seven over it. <laughs> because there are scores of terrorists that want to take out Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Like I just don't get it. But anyway, that's just that's a a Miller inspired aside. Um uh issue 3 Shield rebuilds Garrett. Better, stronger, faster. Electra breaks into the Shield installation and steals Garrett's implant. Uh she kills a number of agents before being brought down by a taser. And uh, issue three is the introduction of Ken Wind, the uh, John F. Kennedy la- like a look. And yeah. um, he's a Democrat, liberal, uh, presidential candidate. He, he's not happy with Reich for his connection to the, the uh, corrupt dictatorship of San Concepcion. Um, and this is issue three is where Electra begins to haunt Garrett. Uh, he thinks about her a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, a lot. Um, Shield examines Electra at length, and they find a substance that has altered the structure of her brain. Um, kind of a chemically induced genetic regression that uh, hypercharges her lizard brain, making her very uh, fast. She can think very quickly. She it, it accesses that that part of of the brain that the fight or flight the the, the decision making. It's like she's it's her lizard brain, and she's she's jump she's hypercharged. Right, Electra breaks into Garrett's mind, and she kind of coerces him to shut off the power. She escapes. Um, Shield is having accessed Electra's mind. They know about her plans for Reich. Um, Ken Wind is invited by Reich to meet in San Concepcion, and Garrett believes she will try to kill Reich at the airport. And she waits a little while. She doesn't kill him at the airport. She kills Reich at the reception uh, for um, Wind and Reich, and but she still feels the presence of the beast, that that corruptive milk, uh, which has now been transferred to Ken Wind. A man who would occupy, uh, it's, he's slated to win the landslide, the, the election by a landslide. So you're going to have the leader of the free world under the sway of the beast. And, uh, and Electra's like, I, we, I, I can't have this. I got to kill him. So now she's trying to kill a very high profile American citizen who is, is slated to be the president. Um, Garrett's transfer to America is approved. And in trying to get there, Electra comes between him and his plane, steals his ticket. Uh, so Garrett's very much delayed while Electra comes to the States after Ken Wind. That, in a nutshell, is issue three. What, what did you say? Mm-hmm. No, did... sorry. I was commenting about something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Uh, any any uh, fallout from issue three? The, the sewing machine is is my favorite page. I love that panel. I it's gotta, nuts. I have to show it to my wife because I'm just gonna have her show. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna show her the page and just see what her reaction is. I mm-hmm. I, I love that page. It's it's, um, it's bonkers. I yeah. think I it 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 has to. I don't know. It's um. I'm trying to think back to the mid '80s, and I'm like, because if I see if I see that word spelled out in a book i think wind i never think wind so no i, I don't know what was going right, on yeah, where yeah. like he has to make sure and remember especially if you're if, if you're speaking to a reporter or if, if you're right, being interviewed like they're going already, to say yeah. it's not like they just like, met you and they're trying to read your name you're already a, you're running for president so they i would presume they already know your name right Right, but it's just a a little bit. I of think pre- he just thought it'd be a clever line. Yeah, and it's it's entirely pretentious. So exactly, I exactly. think that's the 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 character he was trying uh, wind to wind the watch, wind like the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I pronounce it's an iconic line. I mean, we all remember the lines. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah, pronounce everything wrong, and I didn't yeah, think it true. was. I didn't think it was. Right. <laughs> so if I don't fuck it up, I don't think anyone else would. Um, no, it's there's a number of full page. Uh, panels in this thing that are just absolutely gorgeous the i, I just, the, i love garrett's wig i that 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 hair is just fabulous it is fab and did you notice in the in the uh the retelling of previous issues that um sinkevich kicks up the dot gain in those panels and he the the colors are very very high chroma, where the surrounding panels, the, the the events that are happening are not, and and I didn't I obviously didn't notice it when I was reading it the first time. But if you look at the the flashback panels where the you get uh, narrative box and it, they're stacked, so you can't miss the pages when you're reading it. It's it it seems like they are pieces of bigger images that have been blown up, and and you know then the technology didn't really it allowed for it but that's not what i think he did here i think he did these by hand which is an amazing feat in, Seriously. in, in itself but um i loved the cookie cutter wind head oh i do too back so, in the oh, oh, yes but there are people i remember vividly there are people at the shop who really despised it and I, I think it was just a, a lack of connection with what Frank was and, and Bill were trying to do. They're just like, it's the same stupid face over and over. I'm like, that's the point. That's the well, whole point. it was point. not just any face. It was Bill's face. Bill drew himself. It's yes, but he does look like Kennedy. He looks a lot I like I mean, okay, so Bill Sinkevich looks like Kennedy then. I mean, he drew himself. I mean, it's his face. Bill has a... Right, but... I mean, now I don't know about back then, but Bill has a much higher forehead. Bill didn't have that much hair. Well, I think back then he probably did. Mm, okay, but I I don't. Know. Where did you hear that? That's Bill. Oh, it's, it's it's I've read it in a couple reviews over the years. Oh, okay. He kind of himself, yeah. But I mean, you can't deny that he has a striking resemblance to John F. Kennedy. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. especially the hair. I, right. yeah. it's like Bill's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No argument there. No. Uh, it's it, again the um, the visuals are just it's redundant to say, but the visuals are just jaw dropping. I mean, he he even employs type 
in some panels, like just a yellow field with red type over it. And it's like you you didn't really see a whole lot of this back then. Bill Bill he he broke ground on a lot of these practices that are commonplace today. Mm-hmm. Issue four. Uh, the the newspaper. The, yeah, it's a great cover. <laughs> Who doesn't love cherubs toting multiple handguns and semi-automatic automatic weapon? No, they are automatic weapons, right? That's an automatic weapon in that one, in one's hand. But the um, remember this series was released during the Cold War, tail end of the Cold War, mm-hmm. but the Cold War nonetheless. And so uh, the newspaper clipping. Uh, that begins issue four was the uh, the Soviets killed Ambassador Reich. When we know it was not the Soviets, like that, the Soviets are the uh, the the targets for everything in this book. Oh, it must have been the Soviets. Somebody shit in the on the floor at the Soviets did it. You know, because that that was our adversary at this time. It was us and them. You know, we didn't give any thought to Pakistan and the Middle East or any of those countries because they were they were insignificant compared to the the russian bear right definitely that 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 was the that huge looming thing in the distance I think about that a lot like with this next generation like our kids they may learn about it but it but they just don't conceptualize the pervasive i mean there wasn't a day as a child that i i wasn't reminded or thought of this entire group of people in another country across the world as being our mortal enemies yeah yeah and and like it's just we were just just it was just embedded in us. Yep, and we hope they love their children too. <laughs> kind of yeah. hate. That. I, now I, I got hate. three of them in my office working for me. Yeah, I hate that song. But anyway, um, not children. Uh, no, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't stop labor laws. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. So uh, yes, issue four. Um, Nick Fury meets with uh, Garrett. It's the first time in the series we see Nick Fury and. Uh, Wonderfully rendered by uh, Bill goes without saying, um, and there's there's a lot of ghosts in this series because the same way that the ghost of Electra is haunting Garrett, the ghost of Matt Murdock is haunting Electra. I mean, he uh, Matt obviously touched her, and there are there are, there are instances where Matt will just pop up in her in her mind. Boop! Up, oh, it's Matt Murdock kissing him. Good time in my life. Um, so Garrett meets with wind. He he smells the sour milk of the beast. It repulses him. It turns his stomach. Um, and this is where the book gets really weird. Uh, Electra takes over the mind of a 19-year-old girl named Sandy. <laughs> uh, she slips Sandy on like a glove. And um, Garrett senses Electra in her new body and wind picks up on it. Um, he in- invades Garrett's mind. The beast uses a young man named Brad, which is he was Brad. a help. Good old Brad, damn it, Janet. He's a helper at the wind campaign, and he uses Brad to get at Sandy slash Electra. Garrett kind of picks up on it, uh, knocks the hell out of his shield partners, Manelli and, and Honda. Garrett throws down with Brad, but the beast has has augmented his strength. Uh, Brad kills Manelli with Garrett's gun. Oh shit! Um, a fellow Shield officer killed with another Shield officer's gun is not going to go down very well with the big boys. And Garrett's like, "I'm going to get blamed for this bullshit." Oh my god! 
Um, Garrett stabs and shoots the hell out of Brad, but the guy won't stay down. Um, in the process, Garrett has a conversation with his should have been dead partner, Perry. Perry just pops up right in the car. Blah! It's like, what? And he's got the knife right in the middle of his forehead, too. He just did not bother to take the knife out. Um, blam to Brad's temple. Brad dies. But um, the beast is, is very savvy, and Brad was rigged to explode. Garrett's car goes kablooey. Sandy dies in the hospital, or was it Electra? Uh, Garrett needs to reach the limo and get to Sandy slash Electra. Electra communicates with Garrett in his mind. Um, now Garrett's on a on a motorcycle. He stole the policeman's motorcycle, and he rams the limo with the stolen motorcycle. The limo goes up. He thinks he's he's killed her, but he he reaches for the expl- plastic explosives that he's stashed in his leg. Garrett carries a, a lump of um, plastique in his leg just for you know special occasions. Um, so he throws it, and we see the beast catch it. This disgusting green, taloned hand just grabs this plastic explosive. Bada boom! Garrett's thrown into the Potomac. And he's drowning. And he gets a kiss from Electra, waiting for him in the depths of the Potomac, and she breathes life into him. And that is uh, closes the curtain on issue four. Sandy is a riot. <laughs> the way the way the way Bill draws Sandy with those big um, like Dolly Parton kind of. Uh, yeah with the hair right but those Mm -hmm. big puppy dog eyes and she's she's so innocent looking and it's anything but i mean the thing that's inside Mm -hmm. of her um but the thing that that got me was during the 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 scuffle with the police garrett we see an image a black and white image of what could have been yeah, with Sandy and and Brad, who they're they're kissing. It's on their wedding day, but then later on in the the sequence, we see an image of 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 Sandy <laughs> all in in bondage gear with a whip, and, and Brad. Yeah, and Brad has rabbit ears on, and he's he's got a party favor bloop, in his mouth. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I mean, she's looking good, but. I, I just it, it it is. I'm wondering if it's the 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 influence of Electra, because it's entirely innocent before that. He touched me, and and our our eyes met, and that kind of uh, approach to romance. But now it's just it's it's dirty, and and it's very much unlike Sandy, which I think that's Electra's influence in um, on her mind. And then we see her in the throes of what I'm assuming is orgasm mm-hmm. while this, and she's back at the, she's in the, in the, in the hospital bed through this whole thing. And it's, it's, it's odd. Frank plays with identity in this thing. You, you may have to revisit certain passages because he's not very explicit with it. It's very subtle. And you're wondering who's who and multiple instances in this book, Characters are not whom who they seem to be. 
Right. And and Frank is doesn't give you a cheat sheet or a scorecard no. saying, All right, Electra is Sandy now. No, wait, wait, wait. Sandy's Sandy and Electra's back in her body. He doesn't point things out to you. You have to pick it You're pick rewarded up. if you pay attention. Yeah, well yeah, even but even when you pay attention, I think it's it's kind of very subtle, especially towards the end of the book. When when characters start oh, especially, yeah. No, yeah, it, start flip flopping. It's it's not a um it's not a book that's for fools. It it's and and it, Frank doesn't even even some of the recaps when when Fury's getting the case files on you know and Chastity's given the rundown of things that have already happened that that we've read, it's still not presented in a way that it's 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 dumbing it down so you can follow. It's, no. it's like Frank is telling the story and it's like you've been with us from the beginning, you know what's what, and it'll make sense in there. A little hints I gave to, to clues that will like a legend to help you follow along. But this is it. Like you said, there's no cheat sheet. There's no No. decoder ring. It's what's on the page is what you're going to get. And one thing uh, for which I'm glad we read this again was I never made the connection in previous readings, but electric kills Sandy. She, she takes this young girl, wears her like a rain hat, uses her to her ends. And then she just kills her. She electric kills this young girl just because she's done with her she has to she has to kill her because you know you remember the uh yonin's uh orders you don't leave anybody alive and she mm-hmm. just she just kills her she's like like a like a snot rag i'm done with you yeah it's pretty brutal pretty damn brutal mm-hmm. yep but then she gets got yeah she does get got and uh, issue five is uh the introduction of S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Chastity McBride, blah, blah, the very buxom um, Chastity McBride, who is is very Catholic. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a Christian, but she's 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 very Catholic. Good, good yeah, Christian girl. She, she wears the uh, the uh, the cross. Uh, I don't think it's standard S.H.I.E.L.D. issue, but she <laughs> she she wears the cross uh, proudly, let's just say. And um McBride is on the Garrett case as uh, per Nick Fury and um, Ms. McBride is a commander of a copter squad. So last issue, we saw Garrett and Electra in the depths of the Potomac. This issue, six accountant ninjas plunge into the Potomac. It's outlandish. Accountant ninjas. The Beast has grabbed some people. Uh, they're soldiers of the beast. Electra kills a few very easily, but the beast invades her mind. He's doing that gut thing. He 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 can squeeze from a distance. Early in the series, she doubles over and she, oh, she's grabbing her stomach, and it's because the beast is 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 squeezing her her entrails. Um, it, the beast causes her pain, and she's weak. Uh, so Garrett steps in to save her. Uh, the the beach the beast reaches out. To squeeze Garrett, his heart specifically, but he stopped because Garrett's heart isn't flesh. The beast ha- holds sway over flesh, not plastic. So Garrett's more plastic and metal than he is flesh. Uh, so the beast can't do anything to him, and the beast is pissed off. Meanwhile, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents join the fray, and uh, Electra's still kind of out of it and... and Garrett knows what's going down because he is of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he positions himself between the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and Elektra and they taser him. 
in giving her the time to do what she does, and she slices up S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Garrett steals a rocket pack, and the pair emerge from the water and commandeer a S.H.I.E.L.D. copter. Now, just think about that for a minute. He steals a rocket pack under the water, blasts out of the water, and, oh, look, a helicopter, and just kind of breaks into the helicopter, commandeers it, and it's that's insane. It's nuts. If you if you saw that in an action film, you'd be like, "There's no way in hell anyone could ever do that." It would be like Fast and the Furious times a thousand. It's just it's so silly. But it, I mean, it's good comics, right? Why not? Well, Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Um, President uh, is continuing his obsession over wind. President revels in his power. He sleeps with his little box and his gigantic wife. And he's got the finger on the button and he's just ready to end it all. Fuck him. I don't win the election. Fuck him. I'm going to press this goddamn button. I'll show that. I'll show that, that liberal cocksucker. I'm going to do it. Um, and the language is, 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 um, grotesque because this person is grotesque. He, and, and he is cookie cuttered much like, um, wind. It's, it's Nixon. But it's it's a very distorted, um, blown out character of Nixon. It looks like um, those old cartoons that your dad would bring home from work, all folded up in his pocket, where people would photocopy him over and over and over again. They get degraded to the point where you can barely make out what the image is. That's the president. He's an old joke, um, duplicated ad nauseum to the point where he's a caricature of himself. I'm pretty proud of that. I just came up with that myself. Um, so Electric takes a bazooka, and she's hanging from the from the copter's landing gear, and she's blah, 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 blah. she destroys another copter. Um, McBride is on the case, though. She fires a couple shots into the copter's landing gear, and Garrett's knocked senseless. Electric climbs back into the copter and pilots. She does a a, a midair chicken. She pilots her copter right into McBride's copter. Uh, both copters go up. All the principal players hit the ground. McBride and Electra scuffle. Garrett, despite his overpowering lust for Electra, or so he thinks, stops the fight by emptying a forty-five right into Electra's chest. Lying on the ground, all bloody and shit, McBride's over to the side, seemingly okay. Or did he shoot Electra? Electra does her little mind game thing and makes Garrett believe that he betrayed her of his own volition when, in fact, she pushed him in that direction. They're they're both taken back to Shield's custody. Electra hangs around long enough for Garrett to be rebuilt, and she pulls the wool over the Shield eyes. Uh, the techs that were uh, overseeing the thing it was actually McBride. And Garrett surrenders himself to Electra completely in this issue. He's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm yours, baby. Um, I'm I'm not going to fight this this pull anymore. You, you're you're the one for me. And, Body and soul. Yeah, and he. I don't want to. Sp- and the last page is is another thing that that David was talking about, where you have these shapes these visual shapes that, yeah. that don't make a whole lot of sense it, no, it's great. in the context it. but it's awesome in, in the last page it's like a mobile locomotive, locomotive. yeah it's a sidecar yeah 
and it's it's great. It's, like it's, it's visually bike. awesome. It's it's crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and there's, there's no way that this thing would ever <laughs> like they they stole a shield locomotive that flies yeah, and, awesome. and, it, and it has a beautiful wheel in the front that obviously know, does yeah. nothing other than what's the purpose of it i don't, I don't get it little right? tiny wheel. but and it, and it looks to me like it's steam powered as well which is extremely archaic for for shield but whatever it looks damn good on the page and that's that's mm-hmm. the thing it does it really matter that this this thing is is um logistically impossible in this universe but it is possible in this universe because in this Miller Sienkiewicz visual realm, anything's possible. So it works. But if you saw that at the in the last page of an X Men comic or a, a or a or a Batman joint, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this? This is so so weird." Right. We're up to issue six, and this is the first um, time that nudity, full nudity, had been oh, yeah. had been employed. Um, uh, Ken Wind in the uh, the uh, newspaper clipping uh, professes that the the Shield robot agent program is an obscenity, uh, but we're we're soon to learn that it's just a, a front. He's just uh, playing the game when he does not. Uh, he he really wants to meet with um, the principal players, and this is not how he feels. This is just the 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 uh, face he's putting on for the media this uh, shield x tech op and there's a chop in there which is extremely fitting when you break the words apart um but it's there's controversy over this x tech op division which the shield is augmenting the flesh of agents with metal and plastic it's 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 science fiction it's it's too futuristic um we learn that good old perry the asshole is not dead but he's in the hands of X Tech Op for revisions. He's <laughs> massive revisions to the point where he's an almost unbeatable foe. Like he could do multiple things, many many things. Um, he's not it, it, he's not human anymore. It took me it took me a few pages, maybe even a few issues, to stop calling it X to Chop. And start calling it X Tech Op. I just, I, I, I was saying Chop I, too. I would, I would, I'd, I, I see something end in Chop, and I just, I think everything before. So, it was like I was like, this makes zero sense. And then finally, I was like, oh, they're uh, okay, right? Yeah. So that was, I was that was my magneto moment. They're excellent, nice technical operatives. I don't know what yes. X Tech Op stands <laughs> for, um, but but Perry's under the or sway, of, yeah, or yeah. Uh, Perry's under the sway of the beast as well. Uh, and the highlight of this issue is Garrett and Electra rest and plan and, and recoup at a sleazy motel. <laughs> and she absolutely tortures <laughs> him. Oh, yeah. She tortures him the entire time. She takes multiple showers. Uh, no, multiple baths. Baths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's, yeah. she's, she's naked on a heart shaped bed. He watches her sleep for what what was it twelve hours, and he said, you know, she shifts and moans and repositions her body just enough to keep me looking. Like and and all the while, Garrett's like down in cheap champagne and 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 wine, and he's getting he's getting more more fucked up. Um, and the it all comes to a head when Electra takes a shower 
and I'm I'm reproducing this page on the uh, episode thread on our eleven o'clock comics dot com uh, website because I just think that bottom panel is is so freaking erotic. Bill doesn't really embellish. You, you hardly see the 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 cleft in her buttocks, but that panel is smoking hot. Did you not feel the same way? Oh, hell yeah. Right? It's all pink and smooth and just a splatter that Bill put on it makes you think of something else, right? Yeah, it's just Stankonia. But it's it's just an amazing panel. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on there. Um where was I? So Ken Wind is spreading the influence of the beast. He gives the general the milk. So now the beast has a very high ranking general with access to the button under his sway. McBride spills the beans on Garrett to Fury. See, Garrett is not squeaky clean in the in the very least. He's a criminal, a rapist, and a murderer. And he's not a shield agent. Nobody knows how this guy got into shield. He's an ex tech op plant. See, Beaker needed raw material for his uh, experiments and his procedures. So he would take anybody. And um, for how bad Garrett is, Perry's even worse. Perry uh, is also a rapist and a murderer, but he murdered his own family. The guy's a psychopath. And these are people... Or I, I hesitate to. Uh, I hesitate. Yeah, he sold poison heroin to school kids. <laughs> well, you know, Frank should have had him kick a baby too while he was at it. <laughs> but these are these are reprehensible people that are in positions of power now within Shield. They have the ability that they're augmented to create mass devastation, and they are in a government. However, black op, they're in a government agency. And it's very disconcerting. Um, but Fury wants the funding for X Tech Op to pass. So he leans on Beaker to get Perry finished. You gotta you gotta finish this guy so we can show him what we're we're all about. Shield's a great institution. We're gonna have the best operatives. These guys are high powered, they can do superhuman things, they're gonna do it for the greater good. And Beaker's like, Yeah, okay. Um mm. And and once uh, Fury finds out that Perry has a very, very shadowy past, he pulls the plug. He shuts down X-Tech Op in the wake of the news, and Fury gears up. He's going to take out Perry himself. Um, Perry has a friend within S.H.I.E.L.D. that helped him escape. Chuck the, the Dwarf. <laughs> Chuck the blue clone dwarf. This thing is freakish. Uh, was anything done with these blue dwarves after I, this? I, I don't remember ever seeing them again, but yeah, who knows? And it's not a fever dream. It's not a product of Sienkiewicz, um going hog wild with the visuals. They are represented in this series as they are in reality. They're blue, yeah. hideous, hooded. Clone dwarfs, and I was like, "Why hasn't Marvel done anything else with this?" Uh, PC era, I mean, why? Oh, because the dwarf. But they're they're not. They're but they're 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 not human. 
No, uh, no, you're right. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing. Who knows? Well, they, I mean, they, they may have started out to be human, but they're, they're not, they're, they're little monsters. Donny Cates will find something to do with them. Yeah, I <laughs> hope, so. I hope so, right? Um, Perry and Chuck the Clone Dwarf, they break out of the shield helica- helicarrier. So you're 30,000 feet up and he just, <laughs> he just breaks out. Did, did you, did, so while they're breaking out, did you notice Perry's belt buckle? Uh, it's nothing's coming to mind, so I didn't. It's the fucking peace sign. No way. Yeah, yeah. If 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 you if you go back to after they're as they're breaking out, there's a panel where uh, Chuck is firing away, and Perry looks like he off panel is is clubbing or or strangling someone. It's right before they jump out of the porthole. Oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's vicious. But but <laughs> surprise, surprise. They, they they jump out of his shield helicarrier and and wouldn't you know it Perry's or uh, Chuck has wings. They can fly. So you <laughs> have this you have this <laughs> bulbulous glop blue dwarf thing with tiny tiny wings and it's mm-hmm. supporting a full grown ass man and I'm it's a grown ass man. Though. It's it's Wizard of Oz. It's beware the the blue monkeys um so the general's still struggling under the beast's influence he's the beast is really getting its fingers deep in him because he drank the milk and he's got his finger on the button he's like oh i gotta do it i'm gonna destroy everybody i'm gonna press this button and there's still that little glimmer of humanity in the general and instead of pressing the button he kills himself he commits suicide in order to not ignite uh, a thermonuclear war. Yep. So, okay. You know, you have the general to thank, but um, in issue seven, while Perry and Chuck were escaping the shield helicarrier, he killed Dr. Beaker. The man that made him, he killed him. So in issue seven, S.H.I.E.L.D. needs the information on what the frig went down, what's going on here. So they revive Dr. Beaker, and it's just a head. They, there's just a floating, uh, a suspended head with the wires and shit, and they get the the, the info on Agent Perry. Um, so the McBride and the copters are, are following uh, Perry, and they want to get it to him before he reaches a populated area because it's not going to go down very well if if Perry gets into uh, proximity with things he can kill because he will, right? Um, Perry takes down Chastity's copper. She's seconds away from dying at his hands when S.H.I.E.L.D. scoops her out and and Fury orders Scorched Earth. Blow this motherfucker off the planet. Big bada-boom. Doesn't do a damn thing. Perry escapes. Um, and, and the president not so subtly implies that if Wynne does get elected, he's going to start a war with Russia. Electra influence. Where, where, does that not feel familiar? Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous, man. I have to say, I think part of the, the timing of this is unfortunate because we're, we're living in that reality now, so it doesn't seem as fun. Yeah. Like, when I read this when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is fun. But I thought it was outlandish when I read it. Like, nobody in their right mind would be this over the top as to start a war just because. Right. And then... No, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It, it, it seems so absurdist then. Now it's like, oh. Because yeah. we live on Crazy Planet. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 
So Electra worms her way into the wing campaign headquarters and kills everybody. Just kills everybody, finds the milk of the yep. beast in a cream container next to the coffee machine. The beast, the beast put his milk in this container that everybody was adding to their coffee to further cement his influence over the people at Wynn's campaign. Who are all extremely skilled in fighting. Even though they're fat or, or <laughs> even though they've had no training, they, she makes a point of saying, yes, he used that discipline very well, but I killed him. Because they're just people that the demon has commandeered, and the demon is, or the beast is, is knowledgeable in in these martial arts, and he's he's imparting the information into them as he controls them. But they never had any kind of formal training. Doesn't matter because they're performing admir- admirably, but they're all killed anyway. So Electra th- says, "All right, I got to know what this beast is up to, and the the the, the quickest way to do that is to sup." From the milk of the beast and and she she drinks the milk and she 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 needs to know her enemy she needs to know his plan and she finds out mutually assured destruction the 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 beast plans to wipe every stinking piece of flesh from the planet mm-hmm. and he's going to do it because wind is his patsy wind's going to get to that position where he has access to the button and he's going to go he's going to press it and it's going to go kablooey there are some awesome visuals in this. I mean, there in this. I, I the chastity dictating when she's in the nun's gear. Oh, she's uh, she's cute too. Page. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, per- Perry, the, the 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 infographic of Perry's body, you know, the skeletal system. Just, I, I love this issue visually. Yeah, it's, and then the and then and then the the page of the beast. I mean, that is a that that that'll give you nightmares. That's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so beautifully rendered, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who I see as uh Chastity McBride? The act uh, the actress uh that I picture? Joanna Cassidy. Really? Yep. She just reminds me of Joanna Cassidy for some reason. Um the body language, the proportions the the way she acts, I I I not so much the face, just the like right. if you watch Blade Runner. Right, McBride is Joanna Cassidy. I mean, it's just she has that same that slame semi sleazy presence, but you know she's got the cross dangling from her from her ear. But I, mm-hmm. I, ju- I just see Joanna Cassidy. Interesting. I haven't pegged anybody for Electra. Mm. I don't think you can. They tried. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Garrett, uh, wind sweeps the election as expected. So he now holds the uh, highest office in the the most powerful country on the planet. Um, And uh, Garrett disguises himself as an ice cream vendor. And uh, Chastity's a nun. And they infiltrate Wynn's rally and they wait. They're waiting. Electra's there as well in the wings to try and take out uh, Wind. And and that's where the issue ends. And um, I got to say, issue eight back in the day had me in a, a little bit of a tizzy okay. yeah. because as it begins, the events are already four months old. Yeah. I'm not, mm-hmm. I, and that's not usually, especially at the end. I it's, it's, 
I'm not usually a fan of that technique. Same, same. So, uh, I mean, I was discombobulated because in the beginning of this issue, Agent Chastity's there and she's with the dwarfs, dwarves. And um, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, the way this thing went down four months ago. And if if there's a very big, very large panel and in the background you see agents, uh, or Agent Garrett and Electra in what look like oil drums. <laughs> they're 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 in yeah. they're in shield custody, right? And and uh, McBride said, "Well, this is this is how it went down." And she reveals that um, even though Electra managed to wound the beast, she doesn't kill him. And uh, I don't know how much. Well, we're not spoiling anything. They've they've hopefully read this book uh, for this episode. But if you haven't read it, um, there's major spoilers here coming up for the ending of this thing. Um, the uh, it, it all goes down at the Lincoln Memorial, which is is fitting, I guess. And um, the uh, wind is is taken from the the rally in a protective egg. Mm-hmm. And uh, shit's going down. Garrett is is almost completely destroyed by Perry to the point where Garrett's nothing more than a head and a few remnants of his his metal uh, skeleton skeleton. Uh, the uh, shield agents are brought down by a very toxic green. Uh, gas at the the memorial and it it just comes down to Electra and Perry wind is still in the in the egg and Electra decapitates Perry but doesn't destroy the the brain and that's the important part so uh it goes back and forth and and things are are are, are heating up and Electra almost goes down because Perry's on top of her uh, she reaches into Perry's disembodied head and destroys the brain, which severs Perry's influence over her. And she looks at Garrett, we think, and we see wind and something goes down where Electra does her mind swap, where she puts the brain or the consciousness of Garrett in wind's body. And she puts Wynn's consciousness in Garrett's body. And Garrett's just a shell now. So now you have, when this issue ends, you have the most powerful man on the planet is not much different than the Wind uh, beast-influenced person. Uh, Garrett is now the president of the, the free world. Yeah, man. And he's got the fucking box in in his hand and he's 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 yeah boy he's he's outlandish in his demands with the russians but the russians acquiesce um they they bow to his wishes and he he he's walks in with a very very large uh stick and he gets what he wants and he's sitting in the oval office Mm -hmm. with his feet up on the desk a bottle of hooch on the desk he's got a an automatic weapon in his hand a cigarette belching smoke and in the other hand he's got the button and it says um 
right now they're bringing that Soviet bastard in to sign the new treaty. I knew the son of a bitch would fold. You see, he thinks I'm crazy, and I'm the president, so I've got the box. Damn straight. And that's how it ends. So new boss, same as the old boss. Um, while Electra did eradicate the uh, the taint of the beast, she didn't kill him, but she did uh, sever his uh, ability to destroy the world uh, for the time being. She put a uh, man in office that is, in all respects, as despicable as the one that was there before. Absolutely. So... In typical Frank Miller fashion, it it uh, it doesn't end with puppies and and rainbows and and happiness. Yeah, I mean, what do you think Frank was trying to say there? That it's like, was you think it was just nihilistic? Like it doesn't? They're all assholes. It doesn't really matter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, and and he's um, with one exception, uh, recent exception, he's pretty much proven to be uh, accurate. Yeah, I was I was having that conversation with my sons the other day that I was trying to get them to understand that, you know, the concept of the opiate for the masses, but that this political spe- this political climate is that too, and that it, it just gets us all, no matter which side you're on, as much as there's a side to be on. Um, we all sp- the the average American now is spending more time worrying about what the government is doing than the government cares. Like the go- like the people on both sides that are supposedly enemies don't care anywhere near as much about what's happening as we do. Yep, because they're yeah. going to be good either way. Yep. Yeah, um, you know I, I am a a, a very uh, ardent conspiracy theorist. I, I I scour I try and scour everything, and there are those who believe that. Um, Mr. Obama was allowed to win for a reason. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I don't subscribe to it. No, I know that's not your point. That, that, that he was allowed to win because to, to allow a certain segment of the population to get theirs, opiate for the masses, to, to get their victory before their person brings it all down. Mm-hmm. And it's not entirely far-fetched, but it's Yes, it's ridiculous, but you could see that if there is this extra governmental entity that pulls all the strings, that they'd be like, all right, let's let them think that everything's all nice and and, and shiny, and then we're going to bring our man in, and he's going to just going to fuck everything up and and Mm. destroy everything. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Um, It it is. We didn't know how good we had it. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, you hurt. And it's that's not the liberal in me speaking. It, in terms of, I don't want this to be a, a a political diatribe, but in terms of of just being a, we don't know exactly how people are, but in, on the surface, in just in terms of being a respectable person that you would definitely call a human being, right? That this is a good human, literate, well spoken, um, intelligent respectful of others like everything that you would want in a president that person was and then it seems mm-hmm. like all of that has been erased yep all of it oh 100 percent. yeah yeah and it's just it, it it's a it's a it's looney tunes it's a car- caricature of of the most outlandish thing that you could ever think to put in that office times 10 right and it's just it boggles my mind that this is the state of the world in which we live like why was this allowed to happen? I don't know. And other countries are following suit. 
Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great Britain's got a nutto and as the, the prime minister. I mean, it's it's a, yeah. And then it's, the, that's the the conspiracy theorists are are also uh, saying that that's the chokehold that they've got us now. That they're putting these ridiculous characters. In. You know, I'm all right because you know the Rothschilds are part of the Illuminati, so I'm good. Oh, you'll be around longer than any of us. Yeah, I'm all set. I'm yeah, fine. yeah. They're, they'll be. I gotta, I gotta stop, y'all. Yeah, well, they'll be serving up babies to Mammon long after we're gone. I mean, you, you'll you'll be wiping the plates clean. You'll be all right. You'll be no, all I'll right. be good. I know. I'll be good. I'll be I'll be drinking the baby blood. It's all good. Yeah. He's got the panic room with the escape pod. <laughs> that's true. But that's cool. <laughs> By the way, that movie holds up. Panic Room? Yeah. I haven't I seen it, it in on so a, long. I watched Fucking it Dwight Yoakam. Maybe like a year or two ago, randomly. It was just on, and I kept it on, and I, and I thought it held up. It was good. That's uh, Kirsten Stewart, right? The daughter? Oh, is it? I think so. I think Jody's daughter is Kirsten Stewart. Oh. Ah. Huh. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, it's a crazy movie. Yeah. But, long story short, yes, this book of which we had just spoken, is a rock-solid masterpiece. My opinion, you guys don't have to mirror it. Sure. I, I just think visually um, and mostly um, narratively, it is it is just a masterpiece. Uh, if we had this Frank Miller around today, I mean, his yes, his legend is already cemented, but yeah. I, I mm-hmm. wish he approached comics like this now but i mean he's but, not the same person i i, no, I, I not, get it but but like we just i mean we just got to say back in the 80s when he wrote this and and he's taking the jabs at at the political figures you know back then it was that's far-fetched it'll never be that just like you know reagan's still president in dark knight returns and, and just ah, the gipper and it's, and it's less like okay that's we're we're exaggerating and these are characters caricatures of you know people who shouldn't and won't and can't exist and and obviously that's not the case but we've seen in the past decade or so the way it's it's not now nobody follows ideas nobody i really really wish that there were no letters next to candidates names and this way it wouldn't be us versus them this this right team oh no the, the two-party system is a, is a horrible horrible idea because and, because and, it and makes it us against them yes instead of just I, being I us it. yeah hate it and yep. and and it's it's just gotten worse and with where frank now is is like you know he's he's done the bad shit crazy stuff when we were all level-headed and reasoned and now we're past that. He's he's got to amp it up. So he's going to just be a little. It, he hasn't. I don't believe he's lost a step. I just think that you know this is. Listen, I've I made up make believe stories for worlds that shouldn't be, and now that world actually is. So right. I, what else? What what? He can't write anything like he like this because we just explained we're all living in it so what that's not escapism now now he's like you know listen then i'm gonna then look out lanny you're gonna get raped it's just like i don't (laughs) No, he just to me and god i love him he is of the age where it seems to me that he has surrendered he's given up he was the young turk here shaking his fist at the system in many things and now he's just writing these 
mm, mediocre, weird takes on a character that already has a well-established mythology. You're right. not you're not adding anything to it. You're not making you're, you're not revolutionizing any of it. Burn like, at least Burn revolutionized it. And I and 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 that's it. see Frank Frank already revolutionized characters. He he revolutionized Daredevil. He revolutionized Batman, even though it was a story set in the future. But then he did Year One. These are he revolutionized those characters. Ready not to say that you can't do something new or unique or different with Superman. I mean, whether you love the idea or not or think it's bullshit you know with when even, even though bendis is trying to make his mark by having something different happen when quick krypton exploded everybody like what frank is doing with superman right now that's not like you said events that's not revolutionizing anything this that, that no. he could have done something else to put his mark on his character like he has with other characters but he is not i don't know whether it's the time has passed him by or just not even the time has passed him by it's just the world we live in is so different than when he revolutionized those characters back in the eighties that it's, it's see, I don't, I I'm, I'm coming short of saying that he's given up. I don't disagree about the mediocre stories just, just because of the way I feel about him. But I don't know if I would say he's given up because he gave us Xerxes, which you enjoyed. Yeah. And that, that was completely insular that's totally removed from any right of it's the, still i mean it's part of his you know it's, it's the 300 universe and yeah and i enjoyed that still, but but if you believe zach crusay our buddy he theorizes <laughs> that the superman within this black label year one thing is the dark knight superman yeah he's not the only person who yeah has other people have speculated that, yeah. that. I don't, so I don't we didn't it. get a whole lot mm -hmm on the Dark Knight Superman in Dark Knight. We got just enough to us to say, yeah, okay, it's Superman. Okay. So, so now he may be telling the backstory of that Superman. No, and I'm not and, and And that's not it's not revolutionary either. It's it's I'm boring. Think, but I'm so I'm thinking of when 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 Clark goes to see Bruce and and Clark is, you know, knee up on the rock and, and shirt opened and hair flying and, and all all like Douglas Fairbanks broad show and that when I see that Superman and when I see the Superman who is dealing with Reagan because he's got to go, you know, and commander in chief has spoken. I don't those the little bit of Superman we see in Dark Knight Returns. I and, and maybe maybe the dots will be connected by the end of the third issue. But what I've read so far, which was just that first issue, and I'll admit it, I I don't I can't see and because I've only read a third of it, I can't see how we get from that high school kid to the Superman in Dark Knight Returns. Well, there's a whole yeah. lot of time between, a whole lot of years have passed between this, if it is the Dark Knight Superman, this kid and the guy in Dark Knight Returns. I mean, he's aged. Bruce is old. Superman's getting up there. I think this year one... Superman is more like the DK2 Superman. Mhm. Mm Where he's And I don't a caricature of Superman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um but I'm back to I I think and this is just me loving Frank and making up these wild theories. I think Holy Terror scared the shit out of Frank because he said what he wanted to say. And he he did not unabashedly May, took a stance mm -hmm. on on a topic, a very 
far-reaching topic, and he got burned. Frank got a lot of bad mojo for, for Holy Terror. Definitely. And I'm thinking, he's like, all right, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and write these innocuous little candy store stories, and I'm not going to tackle the big issues because I did once. Well, I did many times, but mm-hmm. the, the, the last time I, I broached the subject of terrorism in foreign countries and people within those countries, I got slapped down hard. So I'm just not going to do it anymore. And he, he even made a formal apology for it for that story like he was not in his right mind and the events of 9-11 and so i mean for him to take that step and say hey i was wrong means that probably the blowback was a lot worse than we perceive so you have a very proud man in frank miller um a gun-toting hard-drinking writer who broke the art form and remade it in his image and now he's saying i'm sorry for this i think holy terror did a lot of damage to frank and he's not gonna go down those avenues anymore. He's just going to keep it possible, to him. Yeah. He's just going to keep it to himself. Yeah. But whatever the case, this is a glittering diamond in the uh the canon of of Frank Miller. And if you haven't read Electro Assassin, nothing we have said in these past 2 hours is going to compare to actually experiencing it. Oh, 100%. I don't disagree with you at all there. Yeah, I I just want to circle back to something you alluded to in the beginning and then we didn't I I just even spending the time going through this tonight. I, I just think the visuals are like off the charts. I, I like yeah. just. I mean, some of Sienkiewicz's best work. I, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, so, well, I don't think I think the story is fun and it's wacky, but I think that the the art is just. If you haven't read this, like I'm just I'm still floored that Dab hadn't ever read this, just because you like. You're such a fan of the, the Daredevil stuff. I would have assumed this was. What did you actively avoid this? Like, how did that? No, I just it's. Like I said I, I. I think it was the fifth issue. I randomly had in one of my um in one of my care packages for my mm-hmm. aunt at one time, but I, I wasn't. I don't. I think when this was coming out, the way I was getting my books. I was getting them from. I bundled my orders in with, with with a guy I knew was getting his stuff from Westfield. So I don't think I wasn't. I don't recall really being aware. It's what I really don't know. I mean, I remember reading. Obviously, the story was coming out. I remember reading it in in the um, in the news blurbs in Amazing Heroes or or Comics Journal. I I just I don't know why this. Maybe it was just. Maybe I was way, way too young and stupid to appreciate Sinkia. I don't know. I mm-hmm. really don't know. I just it 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 never. And as much as I, I part of it because it was even years later because I haven't read a whole lot of Electra stories and and I think part of it was that she was in Daredevil, she died, and that I guess was the end of the story for me for whatever reason, maybe thinking that, but I, and in the year since I'm like, you know, yeah, I do need to read it. And, and it's something that I knew I'd get to. I just didn't know when it was never, it was never really, it wasn't top of mind. It wasn't as, okay. Yeah, no, this is, this is the year I'm going to read it. I just never, never got around to it. And, um, and I just I have to thank the patrons for for voting for it. But nice. yeah, I, I know I would. I, it's just it was never a priority. Have you ever read Love and War? The Daredevil thing. The Dare because the, the 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 cover of that is in um, 
No, no, I haven't. Oh, good God. Stop. You, you need to. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, it's Electra Assassin 2. Visually. Okay. Visually. It's, it's wonderful. It's, I it will was, look forward to New York. Yeah. It, well, it was a Marvel graphic novel, right? Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's great. Um, I, I, I'd be hard pressed to, to pick Sienkiewicz's final hour. I don't know if it's this. I don't know if it's Demon Bear. Um, or New Mutants. I don't know if it's Love and War. There's just straight toasters is is unbelievable. It's just that there's there's so much wonderful things that he's done. The the Jimi Hendrix thing. It, it, he's awesome. So to pick that that one thing that is okay. This is quintessential Sinkevich. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, we're forgetting about um, big numbers. And um, the thing he did with Alan Moore, the, um, oh, um, damn it. I th- What's the name of that thing he did with Alan Moore? Come on. Oh, it, son of a bitch. it was a very political um, book, um, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm blanking. Didn't you already, Big Numbers? Is that what you're talking about? No, he did another book. Big Numbers, he only did two issues. The uh, thing with Alan Moore was a um, a done in one graphic novel. Mm. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm I'm gonna look it up. Look it up. This is riveting. Yeah, riveting. Boy. Brought to light. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. That would. I've ever read that. that oh yeah. my god! It's phenomenal. And it's all over the place, too. It's the uh, 30 years of drug smuggling, arms deals, and covert operations that robbed America and betrayed the Constitution. It is, it is out, it's outstanding. Yeah. By Eclipse. Naturally. Yep. And uh, it looks like... Oh, no, this is just the introduction. But... Um, there you go. So, anyway... Yes, Electro Assassin. Thank you, patrons, for voting on this and uh, making it win because it's uh, it was a, a, a hoot to read it again. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And um, and next month, um, I'll try to. I got to read previews so I get my video done. Uh, but this weekend, I hope to come up with 11 picks because since it's my birthday in September, I'll take the picks for next month. There you go. My birthday. It's... And then maybe we'll come up with a horror theme for October. Maybe. What? No. No, no baby. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta. It's the, it's the season. It's the Got to do this. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this. If you would like to get on, on the Patreon fun, it's very easy to do so. At least check it out. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. One, one, no apostrophe. And, and you'll, you'll see there's, there's stuff going on everywhere. We got a Slack channel that you get goodies and images. We got a Patreon thing where you get shout outs and, and care packages and, and access to Forbidden realms that very few people have access to. It's it's a wonderful thing. It and is. Yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. We have fun. A lot of fun. I gotta move my phone because it's on top of the in my travels, in your travels. 
and I want to get the names right. So my, uh, I have a thank you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I received not one but two packages from Chris Malkevich. Oh, nice. Yes. And he sent me from Cinebook Orbital Volume 1 and 2, which was written by Sylvain Runeberg and art by Sergei Pele. And wow, I, I started reading Volume 1, and this thing is not only is the story engrossing, visually, it is unbelievable. It's Cinebook takes um, European albums and uh, repackages them for um, the British and uh, market and the market over here. And so they, they like to slice up large works into easily digestible volumes. So volumes one and two is basically the beginning and the end of, of one story. It looks to me like there have been six volumes published to date. Uh, in a nutshell, you have um, uh, a universal alliance that has been formed. And um, they're very uh, specific in keeping uh, humans out of it because we're looked upon as the backwater cave people who um, destroy their planet and, and kill them themselves. And so they're reluctant to let the humans enter into it. But uh, it's put up for vote. And um, people are killed, but over a period of time, the humans are allowed into this alliance. And you have a human named Cable, or sorry, Caleb. I'm thinking of the the Ascani son, best X Men ever. Um, so you have a human, a human named Caleb, and a sand jar named Mizoke, and they are teamed up and allowed uh, access into this alliance only because. The, the people behind the scenes want to show that, yes, it is possible for these stinking humans to work well with others. And um, it is the, the art's just ungodly. The uh, uh, Pele does starships and technology as well as um, very different kinds of costumery and alien shapes and forms and it's just gorgeous and i don't want to go too far into it because i want to talk about these things at a later date because i don't want to just gloss over them and say wow this is great you should read it because the art is so beautifully done it reminds me a little bit there's a little bit of mobius in here as as you know i see mobius in a lot of uh, european uh works a little bit of mobius a little bit of anki bailal um it's just stunning and, and very, very, very well done. So if you have the chance, check out Cinebook for Orbital, and you will not, I guarantee it, you will not be disappointed. So so thank you, Chris, but you'll get another shout-out once I've finally digested these two volumes and, and speak on them. Speak on it. What you got? Um, I ain't got much, so I, um, because this, this week kicked my ass hard and I just finished Electro Assassin before I recorded tonight. So I haven't read I picked up yesterday's books, haven't read anything yet. Um so to answer Jason's weekly question, right now the best thing I read this week 
as Electra Assassin. But in your travels, something that um, I um, did read is a um, it's a graphic novel by Caitlin Major and uh, Kelly Bastow. It is called Manfred the Man. It's published by Quirk Books. Um, there's a sequel out called Manfred Saves the Day. And basically, the world of Manfred um, is reversed of uh, of our world. Manfred is a um, is a redheaded man, um, but this world is um, the residents of this world are all cats who are all walking upright and and hold down jobs, and the men are the pets. Um, it's a it's a quirky little um little book i don't know if it um i don't think it was a web series but it's uh it's it is i like the cartoony style of it the the story i i was i was expecting more um more jokes or 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 panel type gags uh not so much a, a straightforward story manfred um manfred's cat or owner um is uh is a cat named uh Steve who doesn't um doesn't really um he's kind of aimless he's got a job but he doesn't really he doesn't excel at it it it's um and and, and he's a bit of a slob and and basically Manfred's the only thing he's got in his life and um his his friend asks Steve if if Steve can watch um, her man and Manfred and and Roger do not get along and 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 so Roger gets gets hurt. Um, nobody's real happy with Steve. Manfred escapes and then like Steve just shuts down emotionally and 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 trying to find the cat and find trying to find manfred but it is it, it's it, it ends on a, on a happy ending but it is it's just weird seeing um the 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 creators of, of the story depict little chubby men the way they would cats it was just it was weird i i, I saw it in previews wanted to order and and read it recently remembered that um I also have a follow-up book here sitting next to me, which I'll read next. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a cute story um, overall. But it was it was weird, and um, it was it, like I said, it's just doesn't. It's pretty straightforward. It's just humans or men and cats, just role reversal. Um, but it's uh, it it. I, I really was expecting more of cat-like antics, as shown with. The human figures instead of um, instead of a basically uh, almost like a homeward bound type type story told with the uh, with the roles the way they were. But yeah, uh, Caitlin Major, Kelly Bastow, uh, published by Quirk Books. Sounds dope. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm not. In a, I'm a pretty similar boat. I read a few things. Um, one, I definitely want to talk more than just any travel, so I'm going to put that to the side. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance, as I think my brothers haven't either, uh, to read Marvel 1000. So it, uh, 
I guess maybe we'll talk about it next week if it warrants it. I don't know. I've heard a lot of see, I've seen a lot of mixed feelings about it on the interwebs. I did flip through it at the shop yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's pretty much one pagers, all yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the different uh, something that happened in that particular year. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. Yes. Okay. Same. Um, so no. So my inner travels is issue number two of History of the Marvel Universe. Uh, written by Mark Wade with amazing art uh, by Javier Rodriguez uh, and inks by Alvaro Lopez with uh, uh, McNiven and Farmer on uh, the cover, which is interesting. Um, this this picks up where we left off with the last issue, and it, it uh, is steamy. It picks up with them talking about how the mutants... The last issue ended with the birth of Wolverine. Um, this issue is two Victorian women playing peekaboo and it's, uh, it's, it's destiny and mystique. (laughs) And, uh, they start mugging down, which is cool. Um, and then, uh, we kind of go over the next 20 or 30 years of the Marvel universe. And it's neat the way they're, they're intertwining everything. So we've got, um, like union Jack and, and, and Orson Randall. And then, uh, all the World War II heroes, and then they inter- they integrate that into Mister Sinister and um, Abraham Erskine, and and creating the Super Soldiers, and then they show little uh, young a young young Buck Namor looking all happy, like playing in the ocean with a with a turtle. Uh, <laughs> foreshadowing, they show uh, they show Deacon Frost getting uh, suckled, like suckling on his his mom's teeth, but she's a vampire. Um, so some pretty sweet visuals. They they say that, um, and I don't know if maybe this is already in continuity, but I was unaware of it. They say that now apparently um, the high evolutionary uh, Herbert Wyndham was inspired to begin experimenting based on the work of Nathaniel Essex, aka Mister Sinister. I, 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 maybe that's already in continuity. I don't know I, if it is or not. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's a, a pretty groovy little segment with the two gun kid and, and crediting him for having, I won't spoil it, but having kickstarted a bit of the heroic age, we get some, uh, invaders love, get yeah, some yeah. doc strange and some Baron Mordo love. Uh-huh. Um, there's an awesome double page spread, um, of, uh, I'm pretty sure Gabriel's, uh, unfortunately digital, but of, uh, the invaders fighting, uh, the Nazis. Very dope. Uh, and then there's like the uh, all winner squad is is on the the uh, the edge of the pages, like fighting also fighting. It's it's really well done visually. It's hard. I'm probably not giving it the justice it deserves. Um, we go into uh, we get uh, we get Isaiah Bradley a shout out. That Isaiah Bradley get get uh, some nice. love. Black Captain America. Yeah. Um, we get a little Helmet Zemo action. We get. Uh, um, we get uh, more of the All Winner Squad. We get the V Battalion. So it just goes on because it it's we we uh, we see the introduction of um, the um, um, I can't think of their name. Oh, Agents of Atlas. Um, okay. Then we do a little Kirby section. We are introduced to uh, some of the classic Kirby monsters, uh, including which is really cool. They. They put Groot in here, but it's the Groot from the Kirby book. The gigantic, <laughs> oversized monstrous tree. Nice. 
Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, some some beautiful visuals of Doc Strange learning his business. Um, then we get uh, a, a scene of of Logan getting laced with the adamantium. Then we've got uh, some Nick Fury, early young Nick Fury, getting in the in the early formative stages of Shield. Um, we get some uh, allusions to Iron Man and and the Mandarin, and then uh, Thor being drawn to the Earth because she's watching it from afar. And fittingly, the uh, the issue ends with a couple of brilliant young scientists debating with each other, drawing formulas on a board, a white chalkboard. And it is, as you might've guessed, uh, Reed Richards and Victor Von Doom. And, uh, it ends with them all donning their spacesuits, getting into a rocket saying the stage was set for the age of heroes. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, and just like, and, and I'm sure we'll be with each. I, after that, after the, the story, the narrative part of this, they give you, um, in the appendix, they give you scenes and cutouts of where each of these things is from. Marvel Saga lives. It's awesome. It's really well done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, this is the kind of thing you should have. I've been buying the issues, but but this is this is a perfect reference book to have in your shelf. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm down with the high evolutionary being inspired by Mr. Sinister. Same. Oh, really, dude? That Same. really bothers you that much? I'm just saying, it doesn't bother me. I just I don't believe it. It, it just sounds like revisionist history to me. But whatever. Hey, and while we're at it, you mentioned a whole lot of names in there. We got to give uh, Mr. Kirby a, a happy birthday. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. Without him, we um, wouldn't be talking about 99.9% of the stuff we do talk about. Right. So thank you, Jack. Right. Hope to see you someday. Mm. I'll smoke a, not, but... smoke, smoke a cigar on a cloud with you. It's worm food, my friend. Yes, but I'm thinking of the thing that animated his body, not his body. Jeez. Goddamn atheists. Uh, All right, everybody. Okay. So <laughs> we, we, we hope you've enjoyed this and you hope you come back for more. In the meantime, check us out on the Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and Instagram. We're all over the damn place because it's one more step towards world domination. Yeah, man. And happy Labor Day to everyone. End of the summer, so enjoy it. Indeed. Yeah. Thank goodness. I go kick a dog's ass. Thank goodness. Yeah, I hate the summer. What? Don't, I'm not a fan of the summer. You're not a fan of the heat? Or just... You hate the holiday season? I don't like summer. My, my prime time. <laughs> also don't like winter. <laughs> no, I do like winter. My prime time is October, November. That is my... Oh, I love that time. I, the, colder, the, time. the colder, the better. You're a fan of the fall. I'm a very big fan. If it's fan colder, of the better, then you'd be a fan of December, January. But the Halloween thing tips it over for me for October. Got November. it. Got it. Yes. Got it. Yes. The trees are all dying. They're shedding their skin. I love that time. <laughs> dying. It's all gloomy and shit. Love that's it. great. Rainy, cold, windy. Man, that's my time. So no wonder that, that you, you neglected to say that the reason that October and November are your most favorite is because we're together in October. Oh, that's Comic-Con. definitely it. Yeah. Absolutely. Five weeks, my dudes. It's number one. Number one on my hit list. Five weeks. So, um, join you us. you record that Wednesday Night Live? Shit, yeah. The new tradition? Y- yes. All right, right on. And we have the luxury of staying at your crib. Thank you very much again. And we can buy as much book as we want to. 
We that is factual. We don't have to ship it back. We could just throw it in the back of our vehicle. I'm I'm renting a U-Haul for this trip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a wonderful thing. So anyway, join us on all those socials and come back next time. We don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be very soon. And we'll do this again. You know what to do. Say goodnight. I have nothing to tap. Oh, well. Uh, David. Oh. Tight. Short and sweet and to the point. You have nothing to tap. That's a shame. David. Oh, that that's that ass. That ass. You're silly. <laughs> Say bye. Say bye. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs>